Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. I'm under the weather. I, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm not well. And uh, Dan and I have two. No, we know you aren't well. Mm-hmm. All over me. On my head. On my face. Mm-hmm. I guess Fairfax Management is more concerned with those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. This is his reaction when he came. Around. He walks around to the other side and he goes, "Gah!" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's uh, a couple startup opportunities that I have: branded content, tech platforms, things of that nature. Okay, it sounds like you're just making up words now. <laughs> it's professional words. Mm-hmm. Are you free Monday? Oh, no. She goes. Well, I have yoga at night. This is getting desperate now. She's not canceling no, 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 yoga? No, 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 guys. No, she wouldn't cancel yoga. Mm-hmm. Casey and Finnegan were in there. Touching each other, exploring each other's bodies. Mm-hmm. They're going to call Mr. Tresser. The call's coming there. from inside That's the his house. phone. He's paying that phone bill. Mm-hmm. Who's my mom? Well, this is when I invented the PVR. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by Coors Light. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dan. Dan. I have an idea. Hey, welcome uh, to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Why don't we say, and say, instead of saying the number, say this is the Jay and Dan Podcast for the week of December 4th. Uh, 2017. Sure. Yeah, switching it up, eh? Kind of a little uh, time Only took stamp. you seven years. Someone sent us a tweet that it's like we're on the 200th podcast overall or something. Perfect. I thought it should have been more than that. Didn't we do over 100 at Fox? That's 200 hours of time well spent. (laughs) For the listener. Right? For the listener. Why not, eh? For all our listeners out there, you're welcome. Uh, Before we dive into things, do we have any guests this week? Yeah, Lots of things happening. You just, you just wait. I don't want to spoil it for you, but wanna, we've got some good, li- some good guests coming in. We've got some TSN housekeeping items I want to get to. Oh, TSN housekeeping. Is this a contractually obligated thing that you've been asked no, no. to do by management? No, no. The one uh, deals with the, uh, the restroom by our offices. Um, the smell is great. They fix the air freshener thing. It smells like a bouquet of flowers. So I assume so, that management has been listening to our podcast. That's right. Thank you, gentlemen. But we are dealing with a bit of a predicament. Oh. Each evening, I enter that restroom to relieve myself. Right. Number one. In bowels? Relieve your bowels. No, not at work. Number no. one. And I spot a pair of glasses, eyeglasses, right. by the sinks. Yes, yes. Go on. And someone is occupying one of the stalls. It, taking a poo-poo. So this person needs to remove their glasses, set them next to these filthy sinks mm-hmm. where it looks like a dog just got washed there. It, they're never... No, it's like... They're always wet. Like, I also have scripts, soaking. and I try to lay down scripts. I'm like, there's a spot that's dry, and then I'll pick them up. They're like, nope, soaking. It's like an airport bathroom. <laughs> why is everything so wet? <laughs> and why can't... Like, People just crank on the, the water, right? On the tap. It's like, wash my hands. So he leaves his glasses there in that cesspool of disease and bacteria. But where is he supposed to put them? On top of the toilet paper roll holder? Wait, wait. Why does he have to remove his glasses at all? Well, very good reason. You would know if you're a regular glasses wearer, you cannot poop. If you are wearing glasses, no, that's a well-known. That's a well-known. Like, that's a Costanza move where he removes his shirt. Maybe but, when he was a boy, 
uh, his mom would take his glasses off uh, before he would go potty. And then it reminds him of when he was a boy. Um, mommy time. Wait, someone will report us. Don't you know Johnny has glass phobia? Yeah, don't you know? He, one of the reasons he's still with Bell is because of his disability. Inability to without his specs. Thanks for being insensitive, you sons of Now he's never gonna again. Yeah. Now you forced Johnny out. <laughs> who's next? Yeah, who's after him, huh? The guy who takes his shoes and socks off before he in the Bell Media stalls. Carefully lay, roll, balls up his socks and lays his shoes beside the sink. Dripping wet soles. That is weird. That is yeah. very weird. Um, that is a weird restroom. Like, weird goes on in there. What? Wait, wait, wait. What? Back up. Why can't it just be a normal? Why can't we just have normal restrooms? People are wiping It's boogs. very normal. People are wiping boogs everywhere. Oh, People are taking their glasses off. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking the layout. I'm like, it's just a regular bathroom. Oh, no. The layout is fine. <laughs> I don't really get, think of the layout of <laughs> bathrooms when I go. God, this layout is going to make me very. It's going to make it very difficult for me to take it here. Uh, the second issue. The feng shui is not right. Involves uh, parking here at TSN. Yeah, you. Uh, The reason Christoph is giggling is because you've caused quite a stink here, my friend, and I'm not talking okay. about the kind where you take your glasses off and sit down in a bathroom <laughs> toilet. <laughs> so here's what happened. We had to be in early to do a, a corporate shoot the other day. So we were in like 9 a.m. We're never in at that time. No. Guess who else is in at that time? Uh, James Duffy, Gino Retta, Rods. All these guys are not in at that time. No, never. And we Duffy know, barely works. Yeah, we're gone way before these guys come in. So yeah. I see uh, Gino Retta's spot. Well, actually, it, the spots used to have everyone's name on them. Now they're replaced with numbers. I don't know why, but anyway. Because so we're all just a number to Bell Media. <laughs> <laughs> so I park in what I assume is Duffy's spot or Gino's spot or Rod's spot and uh, go about my day. I come out at like 4, 4.30, and there's a car parked behind me. So I'm like, what? Like blocking me in. Right behind my bumper. So I go over to the newsroom. I'm like, okay, who's the funny guy? Is that Bob? Is that Bob? And they're like, Bob's not Is that not how you in. spoke? <laughs> is that Bob? And then I see, uh, then I see Dregger, and I said, Greg, whose car is that? He goes, oh, You're the one that's blocked in, are you? Because <laughs> I got to get a video that. of this. Gino comes out of nowhere. He goes, oh. oh, so that's your car. I'll be, again, this is like 3.30 in the afternoon. I'll be done around 7. You can move it then. I'm like, what? And I'm like, Gino, come on. He's like, I'm just kidding. So Gino went over, moved his car, and Dreger uh, filmed the entire thing. Oh, man. So Did I he put it on lesson. Instagram stories? I don't know, but he's got it on his phone. Oh, man. We got to show that on our television show tonight. Sports Center with Jay and Dan, brought to you by Tim Hortons, midnight, Eastern. But as I said, I openly said to Gino, I said, I love that move. Great move. Yeah, you appreciated what he did Oh, there. yeah, I was not upset at all. I gained more respect for Gino Retta because he did that. And I told you last week that, uh, didn't I say last week that the, the guy, oh, no, I didn't say this story. So the same day, I also parked in one of those numbered spots. See, we just assumed these numbered spots were just available to everybody. It just had numbers just in case you were like, I've lost my car or something. I don't know. 
I don't know why I thought that they were available to everyone. Yeah. yeah, so I parked in one, and then someone wrote, well, security put a note on my car. So did security put a note on your car? Nah. Okay. And then I got a handwritten note that was like, don't you park in my spot again. I worked real hard as an associate producer on W5 for 30 years. <laughs> I earned this spot. You punks come along in your rented Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take it. You'll pay for this. <laughs> Pretty much what the note said word for word. Did you find out who it was? No, don't care. Don't give it. Hey, I flew back from Kelowna this morning. Hey, your arms must be tired. Before we get to that, though, I just want to say uh, a warm hello to a man we haven't spoken to for just for, for far too long, Dan. And and that man is our award-winning sound engineer of the Jane Dan Podcast 2.0, Mister Engineer Jim James Mitchell himself. How are you, Jim? Ah, uh, great! How are you guys doing, Jim? It's been it's been way too long. Where the hell have you been? Uh, <laughs> I'm just here enjoying LA. You know, uh, I miss you guys very much. I miss you too, buddy. It's been nice and warm and toasty down there, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I just, uh, you know, that's like one reason why we live in sunny Southern California. Hey Jim, did you did you see the Great Cup halftime show with uh, Shania Twain? Uh, I, I saw some highlights of it. Yeah, she's looking now, good, that's eh? Canadianity, right? Oh, is it ever? You got the dog sled, and you got the Mountie handing her the microphone, and uh, you know that's the kind of theatrics that you used to deal with every night when GNR would go on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, now, Jim, I don't want to ask if you have a connection to Shania Twain. I want to go deeper and see if you have a connection to her ex-husband, Mutt Lang, because he produced a lot of big bands, correct? Uh, yes, he did. He, he uh, obviously produced uh, ACDC, and he did uh, a lot of Def Leppard stuff. Um, the, the guy's amazing. Uh, one of my idols, for sure. What what makes him so unique, Jim Mutt Lang? Because his style of production, it's almost like a Phil Spector thing, except he didn't try to kill someone. Well, that we know of. <laughs> it's like a unique producing style, you know? Yeah, it really, really is. Uh, and, you know, he's just incredibly meticulous, and he finds a way to uh, really, you know, it, it, he he helps the band develop their own signature sound, uh, and uh, obviously, he, I think he looks for artists that already have that in them. But um, he really helps bring it out of out of them their sound, and you know he's so meticulous in how he does it. Um, you know, I, I I don't know for some bands, but you know it's probably a fairly painstaking process to be so detailed and so so sort of micro focused on every single element uh of the music but the end result speaks for itself the guy just makes incredible records and, so, he's, and he's saying all the backing vocals on shania's records most of them right yeah that's what i heard yeah exactly <laughs> that's crazy that's great and, yeah. and of course you mentioned acdc and uh, he produced Back in Black, which was like, uh, he probably made a zillion dollars off of that. Oh, man, you know, seminal album. Yeah. I think it's everybody's 
in in everybody's top fifty or whatever for sure. And you know, and so that means he obviously worked with with Malcolm and Angus Young, and and Malcolm passed away recently. Uh, very sad news. Yeah, very sad. Um, uh, from what I understand, I think he had Alzheimer's. And, yeah, he had dementia. Uh, yeah, he had dementia yeah. apparently. Uh, but you know, I heard something about him. I th- I think maybe I was. Uh, listening to Stern or something, and he was mentioning that that Malcolm originally started as the lead and then started playing rhythm when Angus sort of when he saw the promise that Angus had as a lead guitarist. You know, he sort of took a step back for his brother, which I thought was pretty noble and obviously worked out pretty good for both of them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, look at uh, I, I consider him one of the godfathers of hard rock you know he really was the riff master behind that band he was the guy that really came up with the groove and the riffs and you know he he was the songsmith that put that band on the map you know and he he did he did step aside to have his to have his brother be more the lead guy, but in the background, it was his band, you know? It really was. So how about a... the guy. You can choose to do both or one. How about a Six Degrees of Engineer Jim with ACDC or Mutt Lang or both? Well, I could connect them both uh, simply by, um, you know doing my connection with Axl Rose because on their last tour, Axl um, filled in as lead singer for I don't know, I think he did probably 20 or so dates with them. Uh, He did some right around the time that uh, Jay saw him at Coachella and then again the following fall he finished up some dates with them in Europe and then uh, you know, uh, I don't know if he's going to do more stuff with them or not. But yeah, it seems uh, like Brian uh, Johnson is. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Is um, is he's feeling better? His throat's better, maybe. Maybe yeah, he'll be back. I, I hope so. I I hope so too. I mean, you know, uh, without question, I think he's the front guy of the band. It's not Axl Rose's band, and. Uh, I know for a fact that they were one of Axel's all-time favorite bands. He loved them. And I think for Axel, he, you know, it was probably a dream come true to be able to fill in and be their guy. So, uh, you know, it, it was like, you know, um, whatever, getting to play for your favorite major league hockey team. You know, you're a hockey player, and, you know, they come along, and Toronto Maple Leaf says, hey, we want you to be our goalie for, you know, a season or something like that. That'd be pretty pretty awesome. That's so. actually the uh, premise of Dan's new sitcom, Third Stringer, coming to CTV <laughs> this fall. Funny you say nice. that, because I, uh, so unpacking all these boxes, and I wrote a story in which I went to Maple Leaf Gardens to see a Leafs game, and... 
both goalies got hurt, and they're like, does anyone here know how to play goalie? And I'm like, I do, I do. So I got to go into the game. Now, how old were you when you wrote that? 21, 22? <laughs> Funny guy. Probably 10. 10. Uh, I, Dan, I, I think you got to follow through with that and pitch it to the network. So oh, yeah, I'm we've got a lot you. of pitches. If the network's listening, we're giving them 10 show ideas a podcast. How about how about the the uh, sit, how about the drama the HBO drama called the numbers about uh, all the employees of Bell Media and how they've just been turned turned into parking stall numbers. Oh no! <laughs> and then slowly the numbers start to vanish. I think there's already a vanish. show called Numbers. The numbers. <laughs> yeah, we, we can maybe you can pitch it to Fox for us. They might pick it up. That sounds like something Fox might pick up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like Fox is getting sold here or, or something to Disney. Is there any talk around uh, the campus uh, about that? Um, you know, I haven't heard anything at Fox, but certainly outside of Fox, I have. Yeah, I, you should I, be uh, on. You should have one of those red phones in your studio, and they're telling you every thing going yeah, on there. The, Say, hey, Jeff, here's what's going on. The Murdochs are getting on the phone with you, like Jim. <laughs> Jim, we might steal to Disney. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. I, I, I'll tell you what, if if I had one of those red phones, I'd have some great ideas for those hey, guys. True, true question. What is that red phone? So there are red phones in the Fox control rooms, like straight out of the movies. What is that red phone? Who is it connected to? Well, first of all, if you're on the air and that phone rings... And they're calling for you. <laughs> you're, you're in. You're. Yeah. You're in some deep. <laughs> so when that phone rings, no one ever wants to pick it up. No one ever wants. You know, it's like, oh, the phone. Oh God, yeah. That's, you, you don't want to pick that up. That's what will happen. Uh, <laughs> Two minutes into the premiere of Third Stringer, starring Dan O'Toole. What have we done? All the blog! Dan O'Toole was a small-town goaltender with big dreams. Uh, I, I love it. All of a sudden, a rerun of I Love Lucy pops up. Yeah, you know? yeah and exactly. And you're doing the original score for the sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> so get that synth out and start practicing. Jim, we thank you for coming on, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Great to hear your voices. I miss you. Miss, miss you, you too, too buddy. We'll talk to you soon. That's right, award-winning engineer, engineer Jim from the Fox lot in California. What a good guy. What a legend. Miss seeing that guy. Yeah, yeah. I miss seeing him all the time. He'd wander through the hallways in his New England Patriots t-shirts, and he would... Uh, just just such a jovial nature, such an easygoing dude. Now we're going to roll the dice with our uh, with our California guests and uh, talk to another Jim that we haven't talked to in forever. I love it. That's our award-winning stagehand to the stars, Jim Pearl. He's appeared on the podcast before. Very nervous uh, the other time he appeared. I don't know if he's appeared more than once. Well, uh, you I think know, he's going to be first... laid back on this phone call. Yeah, this he's might be easier. Now. Well, and and I think we brought him in in studio, right? Yeah, yeah. So this will be easier. He'll be on the phone. There'll be no pressure. Um, and then at some point, we'll have to call up Bobby Diaz, our old sound guy. Oh, he'll see, not no part of that. See how he's doing because he was uh, he's such a gregarious guy in person. But when he got onto the podcast, he was very low key, almost yeah. uh, almost clammed up. 
really boring, really. <laughs> kind of pathetic. <laughs> He's not picking up. Um, okay. Hmm. Have you been texting with Jim, Dan? Uh, Jim does not f- have the device to text on. Yeah, Jim doesn't have a cellular telephone or mobile, as they say in the UK. Doesn't uh, doesn't own one of those. Doesn't possess one of those. So I'm going to call him on my phone. He might pick up my number. I think he uh, is very selective on who he speaks to. So if he saw an unknown number, he might say. Very quickly, took the flight back from Kelowna today. Kelowna, love it. I was there uh, for line? one day. WestJet. WestJet, you're doing a great job. They are doing great. And shout out to the lady at the WestJet counter at the Kelowna airport who put me in the WestJet premium seats for Sally, no charge. Sally WestJet. Sally WestJet, no charge. She says, I'll put you there. No problem. Oh, why is this preferential treatment, eh? Well, no, because I'd already paid for the exit row seats, and she's like, no, no. Oh, okay. Let me put you up here. It was lovely. Sat in the front. But again, went to go pee-pee twice on the flight, and both times, the stream, not not a fluid stream. Sort of like a what? like a garden Choking? hose that had gone awry. Oh, so you got a tubesy problem coming yeah, on. Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's so a pressure problem. You better sit down with tubesy and, yeah. and uh, start looking. I'd like to know if there's any doctors out there listening to the podcast who can help me with this. Because this is a normal... Like, I have normally have a nice, strong stream. Uh, not the largest penis, but like a, a decent... You know, it's like an average size or whatever. But it's... The pee stream is not like... You know, it's like... Not, not like a, a waterfall. Yeah, I'm not like a horse, but it's it's normal. Like it's a normal pee stream. But on that plane, I don't know what happens. It's just like as if as if a sprinkler is like on its last well, legs or something. Your body's under a lot of stress because you have to contort yourself to get into that. I do. Bathroom. That is part of the problem. I also think I literally am leaning like to the side when I'm peeing, and I think if this plane went through sudden turbulence, I would instantly have a concussion and die. And what a horrible way to die in an airplane bathroom. Could there be anything worse? Uh, we were talking about how bathrooms are always wet and stuff. Airplane bathrooms, usually pretty good because people follow the sign that says, hey, wipe up after yourself, you f- slobs. Yeah, usually. But again, one problem, went to wash my hands on the WestJet flight, uh, no paper towels, no Kleenex. Usually, weirdly, they have Kleenex in there. Nothing like that in there. So I had to come out and say, hey, there's no paper towels or anything. And then I thought, well, this stewardess thinks that I didn't wash my hands. But I did. They're just soaking wet. Jim, Jim Pearl, what do you think of that? Jim Pearl now joins us. Uh, well, well, I just want to say I had probably the best sex of my life in an in a airplane bathroom. Wow. Well, let's hear about that you know, story. Yeah. With Ooh. Mitzi Gaynor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Great, buddy. How are you? Uh, well, I haven't. Well, great. Now, I'm going to start off with a couple of North Korean jokes. Is that okay? okay? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that plays very well up here yeah. north of the border. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, well, uh, hey, speaking of, so huh? Jay just flew in today, um, and. Speaking of road Boy, trips, are his arms tired? Thank you. Yeah. Speaking hey. of road trips, you just uh, drove through the desert. I did. I I uh, I went to um, Phoenix for the Huskies and Arizona State. Watched my Washington team get beat. So what, what are we looking trip. at? A four-hour drive through the desert? Five hour? Uh, well, it yeah, it's five hours, but in my mind, it was like about twenty minutes because <laughs> we were doing uh, this thing called psilocybin, and boy. And that wakes you up. I'm telling you that. Well, I felt wait. like I was in a John Wayne movie. For is that a, like a horse a, tranquilizer? Is it like an amphetamine? Uh, no, you know, the mushrooms. 
Oh, oh, you're doing some mushrooms. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so you were a passenger in the vehicle, or you were driving oh, on yeah. these mushrooms? Oh, no. Well, we were both on this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't driving. My my uh, actor friend, who's a, uh, you know, he's my drug dealer. Yeah. And he's my actor, out-of-work actor, the luckiest guy in the world. And he was driving. Uh-huh. And uh, we got lost. Of course. Well, when you're on and, mushrooms, uh, it can happen. That happened. But we enjoyed it. It was fun. It was, you know. How long did the got, trip end up taking? Huh? Well, it, it's supposed to be like five hours, a little less than five hours. I think we got in there about 6.30, you know, about an hour and a half late. Oh, Driving around. Look, you know, it looks like it's right over there, kind of thing. <laughs> Can you describe the the high? Was it because uh, I assume you've done oh, mushrooms before? Was it better oh, or worse? It's great mushrooms. That's the only thing that I, you know, in that category of hallucinogenics that I feel I can still uh, manage without any fear. It's a, such an organic kind of. Uh, thing it's a natural it's mushrooms yeah so it's not you know and then so you come on and it's great and actually here's the thing about that and i didn't tell this to dan so he comes over and it's like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning when we're leaving right and he has the mushrooms so we 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 dig into that and so instead of getting in the car and going five hours in a car, we, we drive to Los Feliz and start hitting golf balls at this driving range <laughs> until we start getting, oh yeah, I can see these trails, this is great, okay, now I'll get in the car, and you know, had a little, uh, you got sidetracked, well, no, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the getting off, you know, you gotta, you gotta do some Lift exercise, off. To get the thing rolling. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, that's that right. Was, so it must have felt driving across the desert like you were in a movie. Uh, that's right. I, the John Wayne Western. Or or uh, Hunter S. Thompson. A little Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> fear and loathing kind of thing. A little bit. Maybe it could have been, you know. Um, and then we got, we got, so this is, I told this to Dan already. But so we go to the hotel, which is this crummy, I can't even remember what the name of it was. Red Roof Inn. Very good. And, um, and they they make you sign a thing that you're not going to smoke in a room, right? <laughs> and it's like a two hundred and fifty dollar fine if you do. So, of course, we're smoking in the room, you know. And, and um, I don't have a cell phone, so when they discovered, oh, these are bad people, they called my number that I gave, which is my landline, which is back in Los Angeles, <laughs> that my wife answered. Oh, right? no. And yes. she's like, what? They're, what? They're smoking in the marijuana? What? <laughs> what? Uh, that's not them. That, that couldn't be them. And so uh, my drug dealer friend and me are over at Top Golf, hitting golf balls, <laughs> drinking Bloody, um, Bloody Marys, and uh, I get a call. <laughs> On my drug dealer's phone, hey, it's your wife calling. What's what's up? <laughs> so I answer the phone, and uh, it goes something like this: "It's shut up and listen." <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's what she uh, says. That's what she says. It's, the maid walked into your room. She smelled marijuana. She saw ashes in the thing. You guys are gonna owe two hundred and fifty bucks. What a bunch of! <laughs> I love you. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, she was looking yeah. out for you. I like that. Yeah, I like that. What a, what a bunch of. What a bunch of. <laughs> so, so we we drink we drink the rest of the uh, 
Bloody Marys, and we come up with a plan. You know, we come, my my drug dealer friend he gets a little paranoid on this stuff, so you start thinking about oh, Sheriff Joe's going to show up and all this stuff. You know, and I go, oh yeah, know, Arizona too, very Republican yeah, state, exactly. <laughs> so, but what we just decided we were we were cleaning out a pipe, and and that's all we were doing. That we didn't do anything. So we had this story ready to go, right? And the manager would not see us. She just blew us off. No, she's busy. She will not. Nope. And then I get on. I get home, and I finally get my bill from Visa, and there's the two fifty on it. Oh, they just slapped it on there. Mm, yes. Yeah. What a bunch of dicks. I know. So here's the thing. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> because the. The Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to go see my Huskies play Penn State. And you're, yeah. you're going to bring a carton of cigarettes and smoke it in that room. <laughs> He's <laughs> people. <laughs> so you're no. making the drive all over again. Is it just you and your buddy well, again? No, I'm, no. I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to just a quick in and quick out. No, no, none of that. You know. Uh, well, that's no, no fun. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I yeah, I don't know. My hopefully my sister and her her clan show up. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But so that's that's what's going on in my little life. <laughs> well, I, that sounds I, pretty good to me, if you ask was, me. Well, it was it was cool until the Huskies lose. And here's another thing. And here's you know you know guys don't care about college football, so it doesn't really. So they have these TV timeouts yeah. in college football, and I'm telling you, if your team goes three and out. And punts, they're going to have a TV timeout. Right. Then another team comes out and goes three and out, and they are, and it just goes on like that. Especially if it's like a, if it goes like that. Well, it's not so bad in Arizona because it's seventy-five degrees and there's girls to look at. But I'm telling <laughs> you, in late November in Husky Stadium, where it's like thirty-five degrees and raining, and oh my God, and it just goes on and on and on. It, the the it, girls all look terrible. like Eddie Vedder. They're in <laughs> flannel. Yeah, no. Flannel, wet, soaking flannel, ugh, ugh, stinky flannel. Ugh. Hey, can we go back to uh, you mentioned John Wayne? Oh yeah, he. Yeah. Um, I- do you ever notice in those in the John Wayne westerns the yeah. makeup on these guys, like his like uh, his cowpoke friends, they all look like if you smelt them, they would stink to high hell. Oh, did they just they have- did they just right. roll these guys in the dirt? Back then, you must know the inside knowledge. <laughs> They're all a bunch of drunks. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 Bob and Mitchum. Was, oh, stinky Bob! Just, <laughs> just the stinkiest drunk of all time. Ah, uh, didn't you know, he have I, a know, huge actually, penis too, or something like that? Was that him? I actually had a friend who was a, a drinker who used to work on Bonanza, and they oh. would get so drunk they couldn't remember what they did the night the day before. Oh, man. And he said that first hour going back to work, he didn't know if anybody was going to yell at you. <laughs> you know that, oh, geez. You know, how, how great would that be to have worked on Bonanza in its prime? Lauren Green strutting around, women going into his trailer. No Harvey Weinstein issues for Lauren. No, no. Oh, God. So my my drug dealer, actor friend, luckiest guy in the world. He, he, he is the cop number two on, you know, any show. Cop number two. <laughs> Stop or I'll shoot. That's usually his line, right? He'll get five days in Hawaii because, oh, they're going to shoot it in Hawaii. You know, you, so he'll, they'll fly him out to Hawaii. He sits on his ass because the camera doesn't work or it's raining, and he gets paid, right? Yeah. My wife, she goes and does 
a page and a half of medical stuff in Tarzana in a half a day. See you later. You know. So anyway, she did a thing with Lauren Green. You know, oh, this is great. The PSA is going to run. She's going to make some money. He died like two days later. What? Wait, 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 wait. Really? She was supposed yeah. to do one? Or she did it and then he she died? She did it. Oh, and wow. Then, yeah, and then he died. Oh, so wow. It never, it never really ran. What, you know? what was the uh, product? I have no idea. I can't remember what it was. What did she say about him? Did she say? He was Canadian. He was I don't cool. Know if he that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was fine. Yeah. A pro. Cool, cool cat. He was yeah. a big dude, correct? Big dude? I big, don't know. I big never penis, saw I heard. Big dude. penis as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much long, bulbous. Yeah, yeah. Bulbous, very, very almost bulbous. stumpy. <laughs> like a tree trunk that had been lobbed off. <laughs> And there you have it. Oh, oh there you have it. Hey, yeah, you're, uh, the Arizona State, they beat your Huskies, and then they went and hired uh, Herm Edwards as their new head coach. That was weird. Yeah, I don't quite get that one. That's more like, he's more like a, a CEO. I heard he was going to be a CEO. Uh, what is he, going He doesn't going to go to practice so much. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are they doing be, there? I don't know. That was kind of odd because they had a winning season. They beat their rival. Then let's fire their coach. And they That's kind of weird. And, and her, Mike, I don't think knew the nickname of the team. They said, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, yeah, he's been away. You know, he's been in TV. You know how TV affects you. You know, you can just drift off." Oh God! Don't, back, tell me right? about it, Jim. Tell me about You're it. We're going back to Lauren Green for a second. Died September eleventh, nineteen eighty-seven, age seventy-two, from complications from pneumonia. So eighty-seven, he died. Uh, he died yeah. in Santa Monica. There you go. There you go. So that, Probably lived yeah. there. Yeah. And he's uh, interred at Hillside Memorial Park Cemetery in Culver City. Hmm. Nice. That's yeah. You can he see had a that. good career. Is that a Hollywood? Oh, he, is that a Hollywood cemetery? Like, is that where a lot so. of stars think, go? No, I think that's more of a, a West End. You know, I think they all show up at uh, what's it, Forest Lawn? You mm. know, but right. But I don't know about that one. I don't know. I think that's over by. Over by Fox, over that area. Yeah. Remember remember that place? Oh, I remember it well. Jim, do you ever miss it? Do you ever miss going into the old lot? You know what I miss? I miss um, stealing the golf cart and going out. And yeah, out. yeah, that was the best. Other than that, so that's about it. Jim, no. would, there'd be golf carts sitting around the place, and it was known. You don't just jump in these golf carts. Jim didn't give a fuck. He's like, let's go for a ride. So we just take someone's golf cart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What did we have that to was... lose? They were probably planning on kicking us all out at that point anyway. <laughs> I used to get some looks. Yes, I, I uh, some management people were uh, a little. Uh, I think I was hanging out with you, so it was okay. But they were like, no, "That's not. That's not cool." You, you know. <laughs> right. No, they're probably like, oh, "Look at those guys having fun." Yeah, oh, I don't like that. No, I'm going to greenlight our new sitcom, Numbers. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> and it never was. Those management oh, people are long gone anyway. Yeah. I bet, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. You know. You know, I never oh. went to the fourth floor ever. There's That's the one floor I never stepped foot on, ever. A lot of, lot of sex up there. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> doing it openly, yeah. too, just on the desk. Crazy. Just like, crazy. I'm the director. <laughs> uh, Jim, uh, before we get sued by the Fox lawyers, we thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast. Uh, I you miss know. you, buddy. I do, too. Both you guys, you know, I know why you moved, because now you are out of range of uh, the crazy guy, Little Rocket Man. You can't, you can't, you know. You, are you genuinely worried about Kim Jong-un? No, I'm not genuinely. I am. I'm worried about Trump. Yeah, yeah that guy's <laughs> a-
crazy. He is, he is whacked, man. He is whacked. But uh, yeah, no, we'll see what happens. <laughs> 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 at, least you, uh, at least if you get hit, you guys will go quick. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least you'll at least you'll have a, it'll be a quick call for some hallucinogens that can yeah, uh, ease right. the pain. I should get a supply. You're right. You know, you I get a little stash. A little, you yeah, that's your North Korea disaster kit. <laughs> uh, sir, this is just all drugs. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. All psilocybin. Okay. You, you deal with your problems how you deal with them, and I'll deal with mine how I deal with them. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. All right, kids. See you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay. That's Jim Pearl. Award-winning stagehand to the stars, Jim Pearl. Uh, You cannot find him on a cell phone, on social media, nothing. He is not Well, if you're wondering what Jim looks like, I used to, once in a while, if I'd go for lunch with him, I would post pictures of him on my Instagram as the mayor of Los Angeles. So if if you go to my Instagram, you could see him there. Very handsome man. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Probably got a lot, lot of in his day. His uh, don't give a levels uh, always super high, even super high, <laughs> mega, mega high. And that's why we respect him so much. Yeah, yeah, that's why we got along. That's why we got along with him so well. Same with Christoph. His don't give a levels off the charts. Indeed. Chris, Christoph, are you there? Okay, doing well. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. It was good talking to him. I miss that guy. Yeah, we have the odd chat on the way into work. We have the old catch-up, and that's, uh, that's where I heard about this desert trip. <laughs> desert trip? Oh, yeah, man. literally a Seriously, desert trip. I picture that, and I picture Super Troopers and them going 10 miles an hour in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> the desert is a perfect place to do hallucinogens. I drove through the desert quite a bit when I was there, because I do the drive to Vegas. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's but awesome. after a while, you're like, yeah, it's still in the desert. A lot more sand. <laughs> There's a There's tumbleweed. It's another cactus. Okay, that's, yeah. More, more cacti. Yes, dirt. I bet you it's hot out there. Hey, how about those Winnipeg Jets? Oh, my goodness. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, we have the luxury of uh, coming in um, at night, so we get to watch their games. Uh, I guess you can do it at home too, but not everyone has not everyone has the center ice package. Is what I'm trying to say. Not everyone wants to shell out for the center ice. Well, you get TSN three. Oh, but you got to be in the TSN yeah. so you viewing region. Right? Move to Winnipeg. You got to move to the Peg, which I did, and it was a great time in my life. Come on, uh, it'll be fun. I had such fun in that city. I'm just so happy for that city. They have this winning team. And they it's had all this talent, and, and it's exciting. <clears throat> you watch their games at home; yeah. and it's loud. They're very yeah. The the building's loud. The team is awesome. Um, Ryan Whitney, former NHL defenseman, Ryan Whitney sent a real great tweet. He said, uh, "I take Winnipeg's top six right now over any team's top six. And then uh, O Dog Jeff O'Neill said, "Winnipeg is his cup pick. I think he said fifty five is his Hart Trophy pick. Shy, our boy Shifley, he's." Uh, they just have so much talent. It's just nice to see a good group of guys. It's all coming together for them. Paul Maurice is the funniest guy in the postgame pressers. Just yeah. the right mix of... Can he's he, like a great dad, you know? Can he bring back Claude Noel as his assistant? I know. They've had, like... All they do is just get quotable coaches in that city. Yeah, Claude Noel was funny. Where did we find... Where is he at now? Is he at assistant he, with the Devils or something? That's what the Googles is for. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, and Kevin Shovel Dayoff, they're... 
you know, at one point there was like talk, like, well, maybe he's not a good GM or whatever. Well, he's just killed it is what he's done. He's killed it there. Oh, imagine a Stanley Cup run in that oh, city. Oh, it'd be so it's fun. Sucks. We'd have to do our show there every Oh, man. Day. Yeah. If they go deep into the postseason, let's just do the show out there. Right? Hey, we, we, we'd have places to before stay. Before we get into the Claude Noel thing. So Wikipedia is looking for money right now. Do you yeah. have you ever donated to Wikipedia? Nope. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. No chance. Who has? Yeah, I I saw that last week, and it's like Wikipedia founder Jimmy Graham, tight end of your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he was uh, I was the coach of position being held the Vancouver Giants 2014-2015. Okay, no, that's uh, he's not coaching right now. Just sitting around? I'll be back someday. On August 4th, 2015, Noel was named as Pro Scout for the Devils. Hmm. Seems like... That doesn't seem like enough. Seems like he should be doing more. Someone should hire that guy. Maybe he's too much of a rebel. Maybe he's a loose cannon. Born in Kirkland Lake. Oh, that's where uh, Alan Thicke is from. And then uh, raised... Two most famous people in Kirkland Lake. Raised in McGarry and North Bay. Huh. That's nice. Uh, good story there about Claude Noel. Hey, how about, uh, speaking of small-town Canada, oh, Mimi on the map. A town just outside Peterborough, Ontario, where I grew up. Yep. Uh, that's where Neil Young uh, spent a Early part years. of his life, yeah. Yeah, like four to eight years old. Yeah, so like I went back and played a the old concert there. So I didn't realize that the, the uh, venue he played at was, he, you said he, it was designed by the guy who designed Massey Hall? Correct. That's amazing. Yeah. How have I not heard that before? But it was a really cool setup. Producer Tim didn't like it. He was like, the lighting's terrible. I like it. But it was fantastic. <laughs> he sounded great. The songs were great. And, of course, you streamed it on ctv.ca. Halfway through the week, our boss came to us and was like, nobody knows where you could stream it. Hold up your phones on TV. Yeah. That's what we did. So we this, did it. This is a phone. Uh, do you get ratings for that? Do we know how many people clicked in, viewed it? A thousand people. One thousand people. I don't know. Did you hear anything, Christoph? No. You know what Bell Media's making? Big time. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Big time. They're doing great. We're going to have these jobs for a long, long time. (laughs) Just settle in, Christoph. Buy that cottage. Everything's okay. Those Um, dollar dollar bills, y'all. I think we can also announce it now. What's that? Uh, our schedule change. Um, That's right. Because drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? Do we have that? This is big stuff? news. It's going to sweep the nation. This will be front page news in the Peterborough Examiner. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, we are about to move our television show. Right now, we're Monday to Friday, midnight Eastern, and we loop from Tuesday to Saturday. We are about to move it as of Jan 3 or something? Second? 2018. As of 2018, we're going Sunday to Thursday at midnight, and we will loop. That way, we will loop Monday to Friday. On TSN's 4 and 5. TSN 4 and 5 will loop, but we'll be across the TSN networks all across the country Sunday to Thursday. So that means after Sunday night football, you'll see Jay and Dan. After Monday night football, you see Jay and Dan. After Thursday night football, you see Jay and Dan. After Tuesday night football, that doesn't exist, but you'd see Jay and Dan. And after Wednesday night football, again, also doesn't exist, you'd see Jay and Dan. And we still have people coming up to us and saying, well, what do you, uh, what do you like when your show looped? Well, it isn't a loop anymore. Well, it's on TSN 4 and 5. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so get all the TSNs and you'll get us. Um, speaking of uh, small town papers, I just mentioned my uh, hometown paper, the Pebro Examiner. In my uh, current town paper, big I'm article. I'm the f***ing mayor. <laughs> I sent out an Instagram story on it. In or, the Orono Orange? Uh, on a, the Orono Times? or The Orono Orphan Lev- no, Ledger? You know why I love my town so much? <laughs> All this <laughs> going on in the world. It's like the feel-good newspaper. Uh, there was a whole article about a bench, how people wanted it not facing a wall that it was currently facing, but the street. There was an entire article. I'm like, oh, that's, see, this is the kind of news I can get behind. Orono, we're in denial. But the, no, this bench was not in Orono. Oh, was it? It was in another small town, Newcastle. <laughs> okay. It was another city's bench problem. <laughs> Headline is, other town has bench issues. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so You're living like the a, life out there, aren't it's you? Great. Oh, oh man. man, that sounds pretty fun. Gonna, they finished your house yet? My kitchen's almost done. It's almost done. One more week. <laughs> Uh, this thing, is it going to be like the Taj Mahal kitchen? It's pretty nice. I think it's going to be pretty nice. Just just doing what I can to make the family happy. <laughs> doing what I can. No, it's going to be beautiful. You would have been fine with a microwave and a hot plate. No, no, I like a nice kitchen. You know me, I like a good, uh, good meal of food. <laughs> and I, I like a nice plate of food, if I can get it. Tonight I have McDonald's for dinner. Uh, it's tasty, but... Eh. What'd I don't you, feel great now. What'd you get? Standard order for, for Jay, and I'd love to hear everyone's standard orders. Uh, mine is the Big Mac meal okay. with a Coke. No. And depending on how hungry I am, usually at least one cheeseburger on the side. Tonight it was two. I hadn't oh, eaten wow. all day. Daddy, three, Daddy wants to chow down. That was a lot of food. And I always think, I always eat it in my car, and I think, what are people like? If people spot me and recognize me, like, what do they think? I'm just like, whoa! I'll <laughs> <laughs> my burger, leave me alone. I'm just trying see, to have my moment. See, if you're eating your vehicle, you uh, that's a. Uh... The mistake I have with the Big Mac, it's too messy. It is very messy, but I've kind of I've kind of mastered it now. So my order is yeah, let's hear it. McChicken combo, okay, with okay. a root beer, yeah, cheeseburger on the side. Ooh, Christoph. You like a little? You mix your proteins, Christoph. Go. I'd go uh, Big Mac uh, combo, iced tea to drink, and nuggets on the side. Nuggets on the nuggets side. On Which the dipping side. sauce? Oh, sweet and sour. Gotta go sweet, sweet and sour. See, I'm a barbecue guy. Everyone else goes sweet and sour. But I, one thing I find interesting that's tying our orders together is is we get the meal, but we always get something on the side. It's not quite we're enough. Growing boys. Yeah. <laughs> and can we discuss those combos? Ain't cheap anymore. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Remember, a combo used to be three ninety nine. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah, it's definitely more than that. Well, I think I paid like thirteen bucks for all that food or something like that, didn't I? Or maybe I went to the posh McDonald's. Ooh, welcome, <laughs> McDonald's. If you're listening, can you bring back the orange drink, original orange drink, please? What? Oh, the yeah, the orange drink that not, was not, not carbonated. Yeah, yeah, that was the good. ones that you could go. I, this is still so yeah, weird. I remember you could that. go. Bring your jug. They, like, fill it up or give you the juice for the jug that you mix yourself. They're not going to do that anymore. No, they don't do that. That was like, why are we doing this, guys? Why? We've gone too far. (laughs) We're trying way too hard. It's McDonald's. People are going to come. We don't have to cater to everyone that much and mix their drinks. 
for yeah. them. What about the Shamrock Shake? Is that still happening? I think so. Every Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, me lassies. It's Thanksgiving time. And it's time to get our Shamrock Shakes out of the Oh, God, delirious. I didn't sleep a lot. Okay, well, we got to go do a TV show. <laughs> oh, very quickly. Uh, Boys Lunch Out was this past weekend. Shout out to those cats. There you go, guys. <laughs> All right, that's where we're going to end it. Uh, goodbye. They're going home. is the Jay and Dan podcast presented by Coors Light.